It is not cash back if you take the money to go buy more things. It is just getting more for your dollar, and that defeats the purpose. So using a credit card instead of a debit card has some benefits, right? When fraud is committed, you're not liable. You do have a cash back program, which is actually really nice, right? And if your card is lost or stolen, it doesn't increase your risk of losing all of your assets. But the big con are the interest rates. So the big question many people have is how does the credit card interest rate going up affect my debt? As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt? Leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite Christian Financial Advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. Now, nothing in this world is free. The excitement you feel seeing your points accumulate after a long month of spending can give you a false sense of victory. That somehow, out of all the spending that you did to put yourself deeper and deeper and deeper in debt was all worth it because now you have some cash back to do what with? To save it? No. To give it to a charity or your church? No. To buy more stuff. It's, it's a vicious cycle. And today, we're going to talk about the dangers of heavy credit card usage and how the increase in credit card rates can impact your debt repayment plan. Now, you know what they say. Once you go cash back, it's hard to go back. <laughs> right? Because who wants to use their money in their checking account? It's boring. You know, when they can use a credit card and get more stuff, right? And this is exactly what a credit card company wants you to feel like. You know, as some of my elders would say, boy, you have one foot in the grave and the other on the banana peel. Meaning, you are already in trouble. And if you make one bad move, it could be over for you. Now, you may find yourself in this situation. You're using your credit card and successfully paying it off. But every month, that bill gets higher and higher and higher. And even with the cash back, your net worth is sliding in the wrong direction. And the credit card company just patiently waits for you. Think about it. They give you one up to maybe 5% cash back. And they have you under contract for 15 and 20% interest rates if you carry a balance. So you don't have to be a mathematician to know that one big purchase such as new furniture or an appliance or home improvement or an emergency beyond your emergency savings can easily wipe out all the cash back that you receive for the year or maybe even a couple of years. So as a little history lesson, I remember when these cash back points were becoming very popular. The interest rates and savings accounts were next to nothing. I think a lot of people know that. So getting one to 2% cash back was like 
more than you were getting in the savings account. So I paid everything with the credit card. I put my cash back into the savings account. It was a match made in heaven, right? Because I need the stuff anyway. It wasn't like I was spending on things I didn't need. And to get a one to 2% pretty much discount on everything that I purchased and to be able to put that in the savings account was actually beneficial for me. And that is how it is supposed to work. It is not cash back if you take the money to go buy more things. It is just getting more for your dollar and that defeats the purpose. So using a credit card instead of a debit card has some benefits, right? When fraud is committed, you're not liable. You do have a cash back program, which is actually really nice, right? And if your card is lost or stolen, it doesn't increase your risk of losing all of your assets. But the big con are the interest rates. So the big question many people have is how does the credit card interest rate going up affect my debt? So a majority of credit card rates are what they call variable interest rates, meaning they fluctuate and barely do they fluctuate down. Most of the time they're up, but they're based on what they call the prime rate. Basically the best rate a bank would charge an excellent customer, somebody with good credit, you know, healthy balances, etc. And they will use this as a benchmark and other elements. And if this number goes up, then those credit card interest rates are most likely to go up as well. What is one of those elements? The federal fund rate. We've talked about the Federal Reserve raising rates to combat inflation on this podcast many times. If you haven't listened to those episodes, make sure that you check those out after the show. But basically, the feds have raised rates over four times. So it is almost inevitable that your annual percentage rate or APR on your credit cards, basically how much interest they will charge you for purchase, is most likely going to go up in 2023. And unfortunately, this is not just for new purchases. This will affect any purchase that you have made in the past. If you're paying down debt and have a balance, that balance is going to get more expensive to pay off, meaning the things you bought are getting more and more expensive. You know, let me give you an example. Let's say if you were to pay off a $2,000 balance over 12 months, let's say a year on a credit card with a 20% APR, the annual percentage rate, you will have to make payments of about roughly $185 or so per month and would pay about $223 in interest charges. And if interest rates go up, you would pay more and more on that balance. $223 that you give away because you carried that balance for a year. Some of us have been carrying balances for years, not just a year. And I think that is what makes credit cards so dangerous because the interest is compounded daily, making those dollars and cents add up really quickly. This is what makes carrying that balance so dangerous. So many people ask me, what investments can they get into to help pay down debt? And I tell them all the time, paying down your debt is the best investment you can do at the moment. I wish I could tell you there was this wonderful investment that can give you a guaranteed 25% return so you can offset the interest rate charges and have an extra 5% to pay your debt down faster. But I don't. And I don't think you will find one in the market at this time that will either. You know, I did an episode on credit cards and how to pay down your debt. So go check that out. That's number 42. Christian Finance. Credit card debt is stopping you from your blessing. 
how to get your control back. That was a great episode that will go more in detail on how to manage your debt. Also, if you need more help with debt management strategies, I want you to look up the two most popular debt management strategies out there, which is the snowball technique and the avalanche technique. Both will help you develop a payment plan that you can stick to and knock out that debt as quickly as possible. So what's the difference between snowball and avalanche? Snowball technique is more psychological, meaning you pay off the debt with the lowest balances first, so you can kind of reduce the number of lines that you have. The avalanche technique is to knock down your debt in such a way that you pay the least amount of money over the term. Okay, so snowball technique won't save you the most money, but maybe it's something that you can do and you can stick with. The avalanche technique is just dollar for dollar better. So you just choose what works for you. Sometimes people do a combination of the both. They'll do the snowball technique, get a couple off, and then they'll switch to the avalanche technique after they build some confidence. So the bottom line here is that if you don't manage how you use your credit card, you are risking paying hundreds of dollars and maybe even thousands of dollars more than you have to. See, credit cards can be a great tool when used properly, but like anything, can be very dangerous if not. It says in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, Oh, no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. That is the only thing that we owe, which is to love each other. So the faster you can eliminate the debt, the better. And we're not talking about leveraging debt. That is a different conversation. We are strictly talking about consumer debt and not debt instruments. If you're new to investing, that last statement may be confusing, but trust me, it makes sense. So this isn't the podcast episode to talk about margin accounts and establishing lines of credit and using your stocks as collateral to purchase more stocks or equity lines of credit from the home to purchase more property. That's not what this is about. <laughs> okay. We are here speaking about making a purchase at the store and not being able to pay it back or taking out a loan for education and not paying it back. We are talking about situations where there are no benefits to be made from the purchase and you are just trying to pay it back, pay down the debt. So God wants us to be his only master. But if you owe someone, then they become your master. And God should be the only person we are in debt to. Does that mean if you have debt, you're a bad person? No. Does that mean you are not following the word of God if you have debt? No. What it means is that if you are in debt, let's establish a plan to get out of debt. Let's not struggle and continue to suffer from our past mistakes. And I need you to take it head on and work it out and have faith that God will deliver you through this. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. Just enter your name and emails and we'll send you the four biblical principles every Christian investor should know directly into your inbox. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, hit that subscribe button so you're notified every time that we release a new episode. And if you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you be a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. So stay tuned. And as one final thought, we have over 125 episodes. So after this episode, scroll through and see if there's something else that can help you become rich and righteous. Well, 
I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.